0: Let's talk about how you can be lucrative in your leisure time. Hello and welcome to the Durham Talents channel. My name is Jesse Durham. For today's life lesson, we are going to talk about leisure. We're going to talk about vacations. My subtitle that I have is Leaving Losses for Lucrative Leisure. So in this life lesson, I want us to consider... The very fact, and this is very simple, it's very straightforward, but nobody probably regrets taking a vacation. Like I used to have a business partner, and he would say, Nobody's laying on their deathbed saying, Gosh, I wish I hadn't have taken that last vacation. Not going to happen. Okay. So, myself, in approaching this particular life lesson, I recognize that, and you can too readily, that there are two factors essentially that go into why folks either don't take vacations or or more vacations, and it's the time and the money, right? So my question to you then is, is it possible to take a vacation and keep the money? Here's my question. Is it possible to take a vacation and keep the money? Spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> so let's dive in on this. Myself, much like you, we've got the pictures on the wall. We've got the the home videos of the vacations that we've taken, right? The good times that we've had, etc. Now, I can tell you that my wife and I, we've we have hit most of, I think I'm down to four states that I have not hit, out of all 50, four states that I have not hit. I've been on four continents myself, so I love travel. This is a fun subject for me to talk about. What happened, though, was a big change. In 2015, I read a book called Becoming Your Own Banker. I saw a presentation on the infinite banking concept, what that book had been written about, and I saw a lot of things, and we've already done life lessons on leaving a legacy. I, I saw that for myself. How to live and leave a lasting legacy. I also saw how we could leverage our liabilities. My wife and I, we had fifty thousand or so dollars in debt that we wanted to get paid off and out of our lives. But then looking ahead, I also saw leisure in our future as a family. I saw us taking family vacations and we've had we have. We've been to so many different states and even different countries with our family. And this book, Becoming Your Own Banker, that I read, this concept of becoming your own banker is what helped facilitate that for us to take those trips, but not just to take those trips, but to take those trips and keep money, to be experiencing lucrative leisure in our lives. Because what I realized from that book, what I realized from that presentation on this subject of infinite banking was that everything is financed. That's what I learned from R. Nelson Nash. Everything is financed. Either you use credit for the things that you want to do. We'd done that. Like I said, we had about $50,000 worth of debt uh, that we had to pay off the student loans, the car, the credit cards, et cetera, right? Or you could pay cash for things. And we'd also done that. We'd paid cash for a vehicle before. We'd experienced that. But at the end of the day, we didn't keep the money. So maybe we got the things with with debt or so with credit or with cash, but there was no compounding taking place on our money, and we didn't keep our money. So Nash says that everything's finance. You have a great need of finance. So what I would give you a snapshot of was for the first five years of us implementing this infinite banking concept, we did things like pay off debts, we participated in some opportunities that came up along the way, real estate, and we took vacations. Okay, We regularly and systematically wanted to be able to have a good time. Now, when it comes to vacations, again, those two factors are time and money. for For folks that are wanting to take a vacation, they have to figure out, do they have the time to do that and do they have the money to do that? Well, I think the time can be affected by the money because we spend a lot of time trying to earn money. So if we can keep more of our money, maybe that frees up some of our time, but also the two ways of earning are people at work or money at work. So we need to be talking about the money aspect of that relationship as well. So I think that by being more lucrative in our leisure, that we will be able to keep more of our time and our money and grow that. So. Let's talk about how things are conventionally financed. Again, I've already said that we can use credit or we can use cash. Those are the two conventional routes, and I wanna help us visualize that. I I enjoy and I benefit from looking at things visually, obviously, and this will look pretty elementary when you see how I've drawn this out, but hopefully it'll be helpful all the same. We need to recognize that banks are making bank, okay? The credit cards and the bank accounts, all those things, the loans, the HELOCs, all the things that folks are using to enjoy vacations, it's very profitable for the banks. And it could then therefore be profitable for us if we were our own bankers, if we used our own private banking system to take vacations, where we could go on vacation and get the money back. Okay, so I'm getting ahead of myself. Here's what it conventionally looks like. You earn income or experience cash flow however it is that you experience it. Now, Where does that go? It goes into a bank, right? All right, so we send our money every week or every other week, however often that we're paid. We send that to the bank in the form of deposits. It's worth noticing that we never touch that. See, taxes are taken out. We make contributions to questionable places, in my opinion. And then whatever else we receive after that, Goes into a business. Banks are a business. They're not a nonprofit. All of our cash flows after taxes, after we make contributions to questionable places, it goes into somebody else's business. That's worth considering. It's worth considering that we never even get to touch the full cash flow that we experience. But anyway, along comes the opportunity or the time for a vacation. We want to take the vacation. How do we go about doing it? Well, we ask the bank for permission to have their card or to get a HELOC on the home or however it is that we're going to do it. If we're going to use credit to pay for this vacation, we've got to have permission. We've got to see if we qualify. I've got to go through the paperwork. Terms and conditions. Terms and conditions will apply. (laughs) The terms and conditions will definitely apply. Perhaps we're offering collateral. I mentioned the HELOC. Folks do that. Folks use a home equity line of credit to take a vacation. It happens. And of course, all the while, we do pay interest. So, I mean, need I go on? Really? We're paying interest to the bank. So the bank's already enjoying our full cash flows. We're already depositing our full cash flow into the banks. And then we're promising them interest on top of it for using their money using that credit to go on vacation. So I think that's enough said there. Here's the other route. Here's the other conventional route. Pay cash. And for all my cash is king folks, of course, you're going to save out on uh, the interest that you otherwise would have paid. No question. But let's walk this out. Let's look at this. You experience your cash flows or income, however you experience them. Don't you also put that in the bank? I'm just saying, It's worth considering why we put, and I'm not saying don't have checking accounts and savings accounts, guys. I have checking accounts. I have saving accounts. I enjoy the convenience of online banking. But what I'm saying is is we are warehousing wealth because you got to put that money somewhere. And if you're putting that money in the bank to pay cash for your vacation, you are warehousing your wealth in someone else's business. Okay, so when you make those deposits there, you need to know that that bank is owned by somebody else who is earning dividends. They're just not sharing it with you because you're not owner of that bank. If they do pay us an interest for what we have at the bank, it's taxable. (laughs) So even if we earn a pittance and it is a pittance of interest, uh, it's going to be taxed, the income that we earn there. And we can't be earning that interest that's going to be taxed and not have the money in there. And that's I know that sounds obvious and kind of you may be incredulous as to why I would even mention that. But you can't be earning interest on money that's not there. But that's going to come into play here in a second. The bank uses the money that we give it for all kinds of other profitable things that they're doing. Okay, the banks are lending out multiples of what we deposit there. And then, of course, at the end of the day, here's the bottom line. Whatever we do deposit into the bank, it is liquidated. We, we spend it on the vacation. It's, it's gone. So <laughs> need, I, need I go on here in this example? We go back to zero when it's all said and done. We spend all the money. It's gone. We go back to zero. So we start that process all over. The next vacation that we want to go on, we start it zero. Zero. Okay, here's the difference. Here's what I read about in 2015. Here's what my wife and I implemented for our household when it came to vacations and leisure activities moving forward. We wanted to have our own private banking system for these vacations. So infinite banking and at the core of infinite banking is using a properly structured whole life policy with a mutual company that pays dividends. Yep. I said it a whole life insurance policy. I did also say properly structured with a mutual company that pays dividends, but you might not have heard that part. The first time I said that through, you might've only heard whole life insurance. And here is where I want to share one of my favorite quotes with you. Will Rogers said, the problem in America isn't so much what people don't know. It's what people think they know that just ain't so. So it should be pretty obvious that I don't know a lot more than I do know. The same is true for you. There's plenty that we don't know. And yet, there's a lot that we think we know that's actually just not so. And that's why I appreciate Will Rogers, because conventionally, we think that whole life insurance is just for when you kick the bucket. We think of it as some plain Jane death benefit, guaranteed death benefit, okay? Money that you only see when you kick the bucket. So here, again, I want to visualize what I learned in 2015, what we've implemented ever since, is that, yes, a properly structured whole life policy with a mutual company that pays dividends has... A death benefit and a growing death benefit at that. But there are more than a dozen characteristics that make this entity the ideal financial asset, and in particularly for the, the ideal financial asset for implementing the infinite banking concept, such as. Transferability, guaranteed growth, liquidity, tax-deferred and tax-free benefits, protection against volatility in the market, litigation protection, inflation protection, it's easy to manage, there are no hidden fees or penalties, it's reputable, it's safe, it is consistent, it is permanent, there is private ownership, there is control, there is guaranteed growth. And there is a highly respectable anticipation of a dividend. So not only does a whole life insurance policy have the death benefit, but it has living benefits. Okay. So I like to call those, you know, the the leaving benefits. Okay. There's the death benefit, sure. Uh, but there are the living benefits. And in our life lesson series, this is where I cover so many different topics. Here are some of those that are mentioned: land, leisure, lending, loyalties that we have, And, and the more common Themes, of course, are real estate, vacations, charitable giving, recurring expenses that we have, debt and paying debt off, recapturing that. But this one, of course, we're, we're focusing on what we do leisurely. You take vacations. I take vacations. We have taken vacations. Maybe you're on a vacation right now while you're watching this information. And you certainly want to take more vacations moving forward. So here's the difference. We've talked about credit. We've talked about cash. Now let's talk about compounding. Let's talk about and visualize what it looks like for you to take your cash flows, pay premium into those properly structured whole life policies with mutual companies that pay dividends. We've talked about how there are so many reasons of why you would choose to put your money there And then you can use that asset. You can use that policy for the things that you're going to do in life to include vacations. And there you are. You've got this asset. You've taken the vacation because you build up capital in your policy. You put premium, you put money into your policy. You can use a policy loan. We'll address that. We'll continue to address that. You can use a policy loan to finance the vacation that you would have taken otherwise. So so you didn't use credit. You didn't just use cash. And now here you are positioned with this asset, with this system, to have taken the vacation because you followed these three rules. These three rules of infinite banking are pay yourself first, Pay yourself with interest and recapture the money. So pay yourself first is paying premium. You pay premiums into the whole life policy to have the policy. Again, not just for the death benefit, but for the living benefits. And then you pay yourself with interest because if you would have used a bank to take a vacation, you would have borrowed their money plus you would have paid them interest. So you'll give your capital a true value as well. You'll pay yourself interest. You'll be what Nash calls in his book an honest banker. And there you are positioned to be able to recapture money from your cash flows that, again, otherwise would have gone to other people. Look at the interest that we've paid. Actually, Nash just says that the average All-American is paying 34.5% of every dollar that we earn in interest alone, a third. Folks, a third. And I think that's a conservative number in interest alone. Well, if you can recapture that back into this system, how does that position you for your next vacation? So remember that the premiums that you've paid into your whole life policy, they continue to compound and grow by law. It's a legally binding contract uninterrupted forever. Einstein had some pretty important things to say about compound interest. Also worthy of note. Eighth wonder of the world. But because of that growth and because of that contract, you also have access to the cash value of that policy. So your premiums, they keep growing, compounding, uninterrupted. But that creates a cash value that you can leverage okay, for the things that you want to do in life, like a vacation. So you have access to a growing, compounding pool of capital. At the same time that the premiums that you've paid grow uninterrupted, compounding. So you've got growth, you've got compounding, you've got access, you get to go on vacation and then you can recapture the interest that otherwise would have gone to someone else. And all that does is grow and expand this system to where, again, over the course of your lifetime, you'll see that more and more of your cash flows can go into a policy or a system of policies. I mean, if this is what you can do with one. You know, even from our experience, like what I've shared, payoff debts, finance vacations, recurring expenses, opportunities, investment opportunities. Well, then that can end up being a system of policies, of course, and it can end up being a greater and a greater percentage of your cash flows or your income that you experience that goes into these policies. That just allows you to do more. So if you could go on vacation and keep the money at the same time, and when I say keep the money, I mean, that's the premiums premiums grow uninterrupted but and take the vacation at the same time well that's the cash value that you get to access from your policy that you get to leverage from your policy you can borrow against the cash value of the policy so you can take the vacation but that frees up more of your cash flows that otherwise was going to other people so that's you just following these three rules of pay yourself first pay yourself with interest and recapture the money if you borrow money from a bank to go on vacation you'd have paid them interest well, pay that to yourself instead. Pay that interest to yourself instead. And then maybe next time you'll have even more money to go on a bigger vacation, a longer vacation, better vacation. I mean, if you can go on vacation and keep the money at the same time, it can change how you go on vacations. How often, what kind, lots of different things. Again, remember, this is you becoming your own banker. This is you being empowered to have this private banking system for the things that you want to do in life to include infinite banking. Here I itemize... Several things that happen when you implement this concept of infinite banking, whether that's you cutting the banks out of your life, you getting to capitalize your own private system of appreciating assets, self-collateralizing appreciating assets. It's a beautiful thing. You're controlling the banking function in your life. You finance as you otherwise would, but it's subject to whose governance? Who's making this choice? Who's calling the shots? You are. Right. You do act like an honest banker, but that is what allows you to recapture principal, interest, profits Okay, that otherwise was going to other people. You're growing and scaling your own system over the course of your lifetime. You can eventually accommodate actually all of your income or your cash flows. You're hedging against inflation. You're preparing for passive income later in years. I know that gets us into another subject, another one of our life lessons that we will cover. So suffice it to say. And we've covered this in our life lesson on leaving a legacy. You're eventually establishing a tax-free transfer of wealth to the next generation. So all that to say again, when we saw this infinite banking concept in 2015 and we implemented the concept, we took those family vacations all while paying off the debt after starting that first policy. It wasn't a year later we started a second policy. That's what made sense for us. Started a policy on my wife. We made house renovations in 2017. I did business travel in 2018 for sure. We did a couple of real estate deals in 2019, 2020. So different things happened, of course, along the way. But one thing that permeated that timeline, of course, was we wanted to take family vacations. We wanted to travel together and we did. And I, I'm happy to share just like anybody else, of course, that, you know, in 2017 for us, that meant that we went to Silver Lake in Michigan. It was a beautiful spot. You wouldn't believe the sand dunes. It was like being in, a, on another planet or, or in a different country on a different continent. It was wild. Who knew You know, 2017, my wife and I also took an anniversary trip. We've enjoyed taking anniversary trips for years. So for us, that was going into Philadelphia, seeing all the history there, uh, the Rocky statue, the Liberty Bell. Uh, We took a seven day cruise after that. Eastern Canada, New England, so Boston, right? Going to Boston, and different, different ports of, of call along the way, train rides, fancy dinners. We finished that trip up in Washington, D.C. Next year, 2018, we went down south. Uh, we went all the way to New Orleans, uh, where we got to see a battleship, the USS Alabama. We went to some really neat plantations. We got to have a an alligator experience, an alligator uh, touring experience, which was awesome. And then, of course, the food, the Café Aulé, if I'm saying that well, the beignet um, down, down in New Orleans. The, the food was amazing. Some beach time, of course. 2019, Virginia, New York, Vermont. I mean, caverns, New York City, boat rides on Lake Champlain, just lots of amazing things. The Natural Bridge. That was surveyed by George Washington. So, what I want to say is, you know, not too much about our vacations. You know, this is about you being able to take vacations and keeping your money. This is you being lucrative in your leisure. And if it can, this infinite banking concept, if it can apply to vacations, and it can, you can go on vacation and keep the money. Could it apply to other things? Yes. And that's where I'm going to encourage you to check out. Are other life lessons where we talk about the other implications of applying the infinite making concept to what you're already doing or wanting to do. We have life lessons on these subjects. Also, there are other series, of course, on our channel, website, YouTube, where I cover question and answer series, where I cover client interviews where I cover financial quotes, financial quick takes, where I cover myths, mysteries, and misconceptions around infinite banking and whole life insurance. So all of that as a resource to you where I've been podcasting for years. But furthermore, if you would like to have a conversation about what it could look like for you to implement the infinite banking concept into your household or your business or your investing to include, vacations being lucrative in your leisure then don't hesitate to reach out to me you can find me at durhamtalents.com this has been a great pleasure for me look forward to our next conversation have a great day take care So, not only do we get, oh, Jesse, that was your chance to insert the whole, you know, the uh, fast talking or whatever. Uh, Amazing.